Praise God. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Come on, shout with me. Faith and not fear. Say it again. Faith, not fear. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is your faith growing? Is your faith producing? If you believe it, shout aloud. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Celebrate Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. So we started a series two weeks ago talking about faith, not fear. You need to realize that at every point in time, you are either in faith or in fear. At every point in time. You are never neutral. You are never what? Neutral. There's no neutral place. You are either in faith or you are in fear. Now, the interesting thing about these two forces is that they do not abide together. If you are in faith, you can't be in fear. And if you are in fear, you can't be in faith. They don't stay together. Whenever one is introduced, the other exits. Is somebody get what I'm saying? When fear comes, faith leaves. When faith comes, fear leaves. They don't stay together. So this is why, if as a believer, you are meant to live by faith, that means you must be deliberate about what is happening inside your heart. Fear and faith don't live together. But at every point in time, you are operating one. Every point in time. And that's determining your outcome. Every single hour of the day, you are either in faith or in fear. And as you know, faith is bringing you good, good results, good reports. We saw that in Hebrews 11. He said, by faith, the elders obtain the word good reports. So faith is bringing you good report. Fear is bringing you evil results. So this is why you must be deliberate about your faith. At every point in time, you are either in faith or in fear. And it directly affects your outcome in life. So let's go to the beginning. So today, I'm talking about what are you doing on Tuesday. Let me ask you about what are you doing on Tuesday. Hallelujah. Ask again. Say, what are you doing on Tuesday? So, what we're talking about today is that since at every point in time you are in faith, what are you doing regularly to build your faith? Whenever you see a believer not get the desired results, it's not usually because they didn't have faith at all. It's usually because at some point, they, their faith was infiltrated or adulterated. Their faith was attacked with fear. So they now aborted the project. Whenever you see a Christian, um, you know, they prayed for something, it didn't happen. They prayed for someone, the person didn't get healed. It's not usually that they never had faith. It's that they probably started with faith, but it got aborted. So that's what I'm trying to help you guide today. What you do every day is feeding your faith or feeding your fear. So let's go to the story of Peter. We, we, start, we talked about it last week. Let's start from there this week. So, it says, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, doing what? I can't hear you. Walking on the sea. So, in my mind, I just feel Jesus was tired of just being man here, you know. He was 100% man, 100% God, um, while he was on the earth. And, um, but he was meant to live as a man here. 
So I just feel he got to a stage where he was just bored, just tired of the normal process. Um, the bolt he ordered was taking long. Not the boat, or the bolt. <laughs> the Uber ride was taking long. He just said, it's first water tonight. There are not many people around. So when I just go to the other side. He just walked on water. You know, there's traffic in Tommy Lassar. They go to Korodu. Traffic, they close. <laughs> he just entered water cross. Didn't have time to wait for his taxi. But as he was crossing, see what happened. Next verse. And when the disciples saw him doing what? Walking on the sea. They were what? Troubled. Saying what? Is a spirit. And they did what? So, at this point, who was in operation? Fear. It was clear. You see, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times when you see a Christian pray for something that doesn't happen, because we don't get insight to the workings, we begin to rationalize and say, oh, God didn't answer. God was not in the mood this week. God was off duty. He was not in Nigeria environment. He was in Ghana. No. With God, his own side, everything is constant. When things don't work, it's on this side you have to check where you missed it. And sometimes God reveals it to you. Sometimes by understanding you can know it. But some other times you don't know why. But trust me, there's always a leakage. That when it doesn't work. From God's end, it's, okay, it's safe. So, see what happened here. They said they were afraid. So, fear was the human being or the spirit at operation here. Fear. So, see the next verse, guys. But straightway. Come on, say straightway. This means immediately. Jesus understood how the dynamics of the spirit works. He knows that nothing good comes out of fear. Many people just always equate the supernatural with magic. And I've tried to explain this. The supernatural, even though it's supernatural, is not magic. Magic is a trick. Magic is not real. So most times when we pray, we are in our minds. And it's not our fault. We watch home video, we watch magic as children. In our mind, we equate anything supernatural to magic. You know, because when we're young, um, um, what's this thing? Uh, genie, no genies. They'll say, make how many wishes? Three wishes. So you just say, I want a, a, a skyscraper. And he will just do what? Do! And what will happen? Skyscraper. So this is the idea we carry about supernatural. That it can just do nothing. out of No. Not at all. Not at all. In the realm of the spirit, there are also laws and processes that can't be broken. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. And Jesus knew it. So he knew they were afraid. And they said straightway or immediately, he spoke to them saying what? I can't hear you. Do what? It is what? What's the next thing he said? Be not afraid. I can't do anything with you. If there's fear here. Be not afraid. Be not afraid is the most repeated command in scripture. Is that not phenomenal? <laughs> Do good is not up to be not afraid. Pray every day is not up to be not afraid. Even read your Bible is not up to be not afraid. Be not afraid is the most repeated command and instruction given by God in the Bible. Scholars say there are up to 365 do not be afraid or statements in that regard. 365. So one for every day. Are you here, somebody? One for what? Every day. He said, he said straight away. Means immediately. I will show you many places, other places he said this. Immediately, he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't entertain fear. So the moment he expelled fear, see what happened in the next verse. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, 
If it be thou, bid me to come on thee, to come to thee on the water. At this point, who was on operation? You see, they don't live together. And I told you every day you are either in faith or in fear. Every day. So you need to choose. Once you are in fear, you are not in faith. Once you are in faith, you are not in fear. So the faith came on the scene. And once faith comes, you see that your, your sense of limitation disappears. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Your sense of fear disappears. You, do, you are not focused on the limitations. You are focused on God's abilities to provide. Peter didn't say, well, uh, based on our chemistry class or our physics class, a law of flotation, my body weight is not supposed to float on water. So if I enter water, I will... He, the moment fear was removed, faith was introduced, and a limitless kind of thinking was introduced. He said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. See the next verse. And he said what? Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he did what? He walked on water to do what? Who was still in operation here? Faith. Faith. We walk by faith. The reason you're not taking the steps you should take is because you're operating in fear. Once you enter the realm of faith, you will no more see limitations. Nigeria's problem will not intimidate you. Oh, I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. You can be blessed here. Hey. You can be sending dollars to people in America from here. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm telling you, some of us live like that. I send people dollars from here to America. God's own country. <laughs> they are making their own positive confession. We need to start calling Nigeria God's own country. Are you here, somebody? Because what they are doing, they're sensing there's law of what you, what you say is what you have. So they are calling their country God's own country. And they are enjoying it. I send dollars from here, sir, from Nigeria. To people in America. For support. Hey, you will be blessed. I cancel any spirit of limitation over your life in the name of Jesus. I don't care what's there. See, once faith comes, you are no longer... See, we walk by faith, not by sight. Sight there is talking about the five senses. What you hear, what you see, what you touch. Peter, Peter knows that if I touch it, I will go down. But he was no longer walking by sight. He was walking by what? Faith. When you walk on faith, you float. He said, tell me the come. And he said... He was walking on water, going to who? Jesus. If he's walking, going to Jesus, who was he looking at? Jesus. If I'm walking, going to this drum, I'm most likely looking at what? The drums. We usually look, or we usually walk towards what we are what? Looking at. They teach us that in, because I ride power bikes. They teach us that in power biking, that where you look is where you end up. So if something is going wrong, don't look at where you don't want to go. <laughs> I'm a motorbike rider, so I ride, and I've ridden around the world. <laughs> I ride abroad too. They said, look, if, something, if you're losing control or anything is going wrong, if you don't want to go and hit the covet, don't look at the covet. Because that's what we do. Say, hey, I don't want to go. Hey, hey, hey. That's where you're going. Right to the place. Say, don't look there. Say, remove your eyes and put your eyes where you want to go. If you want to get back on the road, keep your eyes on the road, your whole body will turn there. Say, if your eye be single, say, your body shall be full of light. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If you keep looking at poverty, you will be poor. If you keep looking at Nigeria's problems, they will sink you. Are you here, somebody? Every hour, you are either in faith or in fear. You need to ask yourself that right now, this decision I'm about to make, is it out of faith or out of fear? Every time. 
Sometimes some of you, the reason you are saving money is out of fear. And saving is a good thing. But some of you are saving out of fear. That's why you never meet the target. Your action is born out of fear. It's good to save. Let me give you how to save. Save for a project. Don't save for the rainy day. It's already raining. Saving is good, but save for a project. That's faith. That's born out of faith, you see. It's a different spirit. This world is not controlled just by the natural, it's controlled by the supernatural. It's a different spirit. So, but save out of faith. Hey, hey, this country goes to scatter. <laughs> see, when it's scatter, eh? your saving no go fit save you. Are you here, somebody? Saw our footballers disgracing our country. But that's not for today. Let's go back to that scripture. Where's the scripture now? And when Peter five, uh, sorry, when Peter was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry. When Peter, when Peter was come down out of the ship, he was walking to go to Jesus, meaning he was looking at who? The Jesus. What's on that symbolism or name of Jesus in the Bible? The Word. So Peter, as long as he was looking at the Word, he kept walking on water. What are you looking at? Now, see the next verse. But when he did what? I can't hear you. But when he did what? Was boisterous. He was what? And what began to happen? Now, the wind was always there. The wind didn't just come. The wind was always there. But guess what? He wasn't looking at the wind before. He wasn't looking at the wind before. Problems will always exist. Even in this so-called America, there's a problem there. You know there are homeless people in America. Those of you that are traveling, they are homeless. Just that their own begging is very dignified. They write it on board. They don't come and meet you. They just write it on the board and just stand and say, I'm homeless. Give me one dollar for food. They, they are beggars there. I was in London. Some of the white man was selling uh, copier water. You know copier water? In traffic. So there are poor people everywhere, sir. It's what you're looking at that matters. This same country you are saying you don't like. You notice that the billionaires and millionaires have not left. They are not going anywhere. <laughs> they see something that you, you don't see. You want to escape, they want to stay. Even white people, they are living where there is security to come where there is no security. Yeah, see, they, they, see, it's not because they want to die, but it's the risk is worth it. The thing that they want to get is worth the risk. They live where there is a light to come where there is no light. They live, live where there is rule of law to come where there is no law. You think they are mad. There's something they are seeing. Every day there's a foreigner in the airport arriving to a mad country. Coming from a sane country to a mad country. Think he doesn't know what he's seeing something. It's not because he's a nice person. I guess what I'm saying. He's not here for evangelism. But yet, billions and billions of Nigerians are trying to jet out because they can't see anything good in it. Can't see anything good in it. Hmm. That's the discussion for another day. Because everybody just wants to relocate. Let's be a bit sensitive. You know, like I said, 
Abroad is good. Even myself, I like to live abroad. It's good. Don't get me wrong. But don't make your movement out of fear. Remember, every decision is either born out of fear or out of faith. Every decision. Okay. So, he saw the wind. The wind was always there. But this time, he removed his eyes from the word of God. He began to look at the wind. Once he looked at the wind, next thing that happened was what? Fear. That's why the Bible says, walk by faith, not by sight. Sight means your five senses. At every point in time, every information coming to you is either building your faith or building your fear. Every information is introducing faith or introducing fear. That's why, and unfortunately, the world is so negative. So there is more negative information. So you have to be a bit more deliberate about building faith. Because fear, that one, every information, there's so much negative information. So he removed his eyes from Jesus, saw the wind, became afraid. The moment he became afraid, he began to sink. He began to sink. When you are in fear, you start to sink. It's not the moves you are making. It's the spirit behind the moves you are making. You are wondering why it's not working. But made of the moves, the moves were born out of fear. So you will still sink. But if the moves are born out of faith, it might not look like powerful moves, but you will stay afloat. It's more about the spirit behind the move. That's why as a Christian, don't use language like I'm hustling. Be careful of those kind of language. Are you here, somebody? Yes, make moves though. But when you, are, when you have the hustle mentality, it's like you're a desperate person. Are you here, somebody? Be careful what you're saying. Don't say, if I, if I broke now my business. No, say, if I blow now my business. Are you here, somebody? If you must sing those kind of songs, please say something positive. Glory to God. Let's, let's read on that story. There's a guy called Jairus. He was a leader of the synagogue. His own was very interesting. So, his daughter was at home, lying down. Almost dying. Look at this. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. What's his name? Jairus or Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. That is, fell at Jesus' feet. And besought him greatly. Saying, my little daughter lied at the point of what? Death. I beg you, I pray thee. Come and do what? Lay your hands on her that she may what? Be healed. And she shall what? Live. Now, notice. This guy, was he, whose spirit was in operation here? Faith. Look, most Christians, I don't get what they pray for. It's not that they never had faith. They started with faith. Just like Peter. Peter started with faith. Along the line, he entered fear. And began to sink. And I said, ah, but he started the business. And the, the, their location was good. Their, their brand was good. They like their brand color. Hey, and they sold it. The first month they sold. What happened? They removed their eyes from the master. They started with faith. They wanted to end with fear. So most times when a Christian fails, it's not that they never had faith. This one was clear. It was faith. He started with faith. He said, he said come and lay your hands so that she may be healed and she shall what? Live. He's in faith. How many agree he's in faith? He's clearly in faith. Now, see the next thing that happened. He said, and Jesus went with him. And much people followed him and were thronging him. Now, along the line, the woman with the issue of blood came and interrupted them with her own matter. You remember the story? She too had heard of Jesus. So she came, touched his garment, was it? We don't know how long this whole drama of this woman took. 
from when she came in the press, touched Jesus. Jesus turned around and said, Who touched me? They said, No, be me. Master, not be me. So, who touched me? Say, Oh, God, I swear, no, be me. I know they there. Now, Ubon called Ubon. Ubon said, Oh, God. I know they say, Call a Kaite. I know they call Obinaz. Obinaz said, Me, I'm not coming from shop. I'm not in there at all. <laughs> and they began to ask everybody, Who touched me? He said, No, be me. Then they denied. I don't know how long that drama took. And now found the person. I'm the one that touched you. He said, Go, behold. I don't know why Jesus even asked the woman, So, how long have you been sick? What happened to you? Where's your family? I don't know how long. You know, the Bible is a summary, so don't, don't, not everything is there. So, I don't know whether they just said, So, how's your family? Hey, how long have you had this sickness? Hey, they were clapping, carrying her about. And they were saying, Who came with her? Who knows her? I said, You know her, this woman, and my cousin. You know, some people come to that story. Now, my cousin, sister, friend, we go to the same primary school. They will come to that story. I don't know how long that drama took. While all that was going on, Kasala, don't bust for house. See what happened. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain people which said what? Thy daughter is dead. Time, don't you know, this time you wasted here. That woman, daughter is dead. Why troublest the master any further? Sorry, so go back first. By this time, what do you think was in operation now? Which spirit was in operation now? Fear. Yeah. They said, no need to even come again. The girl is what? Dead. See the next thing Jesus did. Because Jesus understood that the supernatural doesn't mean magic. There's a process. Every time Jesus did a miracle, you will notice he knew what he was doing. For instance, when they said, oh, the one that's done water to wine. He didn't, he didn't do abracadabra. He didn't do genie. Give your three wishes and just uh, say, oh, yeah, open, what, open uh, the empty bottle of wine. No. He said, bring water. Then they prayed over the water and believed that it would turn to wine. If somebody gets what I'm saying. He had the raw material. When they were going to feed 5,000 people, he didn't say, everybody, just carry your spoon and be doing like this. And your stomach of food. Is that what he did? No. He said, what do you have? Bring something you have. Then they brought what they had. He lifted up in prayer. So, so Jesus, it's not magic. Most times when Christians are praying, because they watch home video and watch a uh, cartoon, and magic, it's called magic trick because it's not a real thing they did to you. It's magic. It's a trick. No, no, there's no way something can come out of nothing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So most miracles that Jesus did, you'll find out. Even God, most times, there might be rare instances where they did something that appeared, but it's not the normal order in the realm of the spirit. That woman that was broke, the widow, they told her, what do you have in your house? She said, nothing. She said, you will die. She said, okay, one small oil. He said, that's all we need. Get that small oil. Get many vessels. Be pouring that oil out. But you must have something. Are you here, somebody? So, when Christians are praying, they are thinking, God, just do this out of nowhere. No, when you pray, God will start talking to you. Say, oh, Lord, I need a husband. I need a husband. Better start listening. He'll start saying, now, let's work on your character. Because the person I'm going to bring is not going to like this character. Your mouth is too sharp. Let's start from there. You see, he's answering you, but that's what you expect. Yeah, man, they're saying, Lord, give me a wife. God said, let's start with you brushing. Change your toothpaste. Because... Let's start because this is your breath is what drove the last two people I brought. God said, I'm with you. You see, he's not going to do magic. What you're waiting for is your roof to break and man just like, bah. No. No. This is what people are thinking when they're praying. No. God is going to order your steps. Because this is your eyebrow. The way it's turned on, like, it's driving men. No. Do one straight line. Your own. Three turn. No, no. It looks like my motor. It's not going to work. His mother will not like you because of this eyebrow. His mother is deeper life. She won't like you because of this eyebrow. Do one line. Let's know where we can be debating from. Not that it's three line. No. 
Somebody can do what I'm saying. God, this people are praying. This is what they are thinking. That God just going to vex and ah, magic. No, it's not a genie. So, so Jesus knew that there was a process to faith. The moment they said this thing, see what Jesus said next. He said, as soon as, that's immediately. Immediately, Jesus knew fear was now introduced. They started with faith when they were going to the house. But in the middle of it, hey, that's what happens most times when you pray and things don't happen. Go and check somewhere. Satan has introduced fear. You are praying for somebody that is sick and dying in the hospital. You better be careful of what they are hearing. Because every day they ask the doctor, am I better? Say, no, you are still dying. Tomorrow they say, any changes? No. Your blood sugar or whatever is still high. Your, whatever is, your blood pressure is still going to die. But if they are hearing that every day. It doesn't matter the prayer. You come and pray for them. You see, the atmosphere is already full of fear. Even Jesus himself didn't bypass the atmosphere. He knew that he can't do anything for you if there is fear in the atmosphere. He always was particular about the atmosphere. When he met them in the night and they were afraid of him walking on water, the first thing he said is, do not be afraid. Then their faith was released. They started doing mighty things. Here too, he said, as soon as they told him the guy was dead, see, as soon as he heard it, he, what was spoken, he quickly told the man, he said, be not afraid. He didn't say, don't worry. God can do anything. Let's just be going. No. If we go like that, with fear in that man's heart, we will shout from now till tomorrow, and that girl will not wake up. And we'll think it's God, God was not faithful. We'll know it's because they have fired fear in somebody's heart. The person you're praying for sometimes is in big fear. He's already afraid of dying. He's already making plans. Telling people that, look, this is where I kept my shoe. This is where I kept my... This person you want to pray for. He's already prepared. He's gone. This is why I say God didn't answer. God, God doesn't choose to answer or not answer. He's not that irrational. He's not that unstable. You know, say, ah, he's, he's, he's not on duty this period in Nigeria. He's operating in Sierra Leone now. This week. No, he's not. He's always faithful. Every time you don't get results, trust me, something on your own end was missing. You probably didn't notice. And thank God for these scriptures. They were giving us insights. They said, immediately he heard it. He knew what had happened. You see, he knew, he knew that, hey, this man who don't leave road, they go healing daughter by faith. Somebody don't fire fear. He said, immediately he heard what they said. He knew what the devil was doing. He didn't even ask the guy, are you afraid? He said, hey, hey, don't, don't do that. He said, don't be afraid. Only believe. He attacked the thing straight. Every hour of the week, you are either in fear or in faith. What are you doing on Tuesday? That's what I'm bothered about. On Sunday, you are in faith because I'm putting that in here now. It's on Tuesday, I'm wondering who you are listening to. Who is talking to you on Tuesday? <laughs> who is sharing their own testimony with you on Tuesday? <laughs> I'm sharing testimony with you on Sunday, but somebody's going to share testimony with you on Tuesday. How does somebody believe God but died? How does one woman had cancer but died? How does somebody had breast cancer and they cut the two breasts and even the back, they cut everyone? If that's what you are hearing, fear will be introduced. You will not get healed. Jesus knew that. He said, hey, 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 do not be afraid. Only believe. See the next thing he did. And he suffered no, no man to what? Suffered means allow. So he allowed no man to follow him. Except Peter, James, and John. He quickly censored. Because it was when they allowed people to enter their midst that somebody said that bad thing. So he said, from now, cut off all commitment. See, to build faith is quite deliberate. You can't just stumble on faith. It doesn't work that way. What are you hearing on Tuesday? Is what I'm concerned. He cut off the atmosphere and said, I'll keep all these people. I can trust what they are saying. Because it was when I, I, didn't, I didn't manage the crowd that somebody came and said, the girl, the woman is dead. He said, we won't allow that kind of negative statement again. He stopped people that were following him. 
took only three people. Is somebody gets what I'm saying? One wrong person can infiltrate the whole crowd of fear. One person. I've told you the story many times. I was in boarding school. Command. And I was a junior student. And one wire, one of the wires in the hostel was now red. On the one that comes from the meter. The whole wire was red. Was burning. Not fire burning, but you know, um, hot. It was red, literally, but not like burning. And people came. I was seeing the smoke, seeing the thing. They were talking. Everybody was looking at it. They didn't know what to do. And somebody shouted. See, now we don't know who that person is. But somebody shouted, it's going to blow. <laughs> See, now we don't know who that person is. He just shouted from the blues. It's going to blow. The moment he shouted, fear gripped everyone. And everybody was trying to run out of that dormitory. And there's a small door and a staircase. They were trampling on people. People were falling down. People were matching them to run. Why? Because it's going to blow. <laughs> After we all ran out, stepped on people, almost killed people in Stampede. We all ran out. The utility prefect, a student like us, Usen something. His name is Usen something. I can't remember his last name, but Usen something. They told him he walked right into the dormitory, right to the wire, and switched it off and said it wasn't going to blow. Fear is faith in the enemy. Fear is what? Faith in the enemy. That's fear. That's fear. So he stopped anybody from following him. He knew he had to protect the atmosphere. See what happened when he got to the house. So he continued his journey. He said, when he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and see it, the tumult, there was crazy carnival going on. Tumult. And them that what? Wept and what? Wailed greatly. This is not mild crying. This is, we wailed greatly. He knew no miracle could happen in the atmosphere. Somebody gets what I'm saying? He, this, this is Jesus Christ. He could have said, I'm God. What I cannot do does not exist. He could have said that. He did not say that. He knew that, look, I can shout from now to next year. If this atmosphere is what is there, this child is dead. So, he said, he got there, and they wept and wept. See what he said, see what he said. So, go back, go back a bit. Now, go back a bit. No. In the house, what spirit was in operation here? It was fear. They were coming with faith, but there was fear waiting for them. They were already crying. They don't, they plan barrier. Next verse now. Next verse. He said, and when he was come in, what did he do? He said to them, why make ye this ado and what? Weep. He said what? But what? What spirit was he trying to introduce again here? Faith. This is Jesus. He didn't just say, ah, I'm God. Come on. Don't worry. No. No, he can't. There are many places Jesus went and they said he could not heal anybody there because of the unbelief. Jesus Christ. He could not. That's Jesus Christ. He could not heal people. He said because of the unbelief. He said, I can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. So he knew. He had to come and say, hey, the child is not dead, but sleeping. See, whenever you receive bad news, the first few sentences you make is very important. First few sentences you make. Sometimes, bad news will hit you unexpectedly because Satan doesn't want you. Be careful not to quickly agree. Take one or two minutes to catch yourself. It will shake you. Don't get me wrong. You're a human being. They just tell you, ah, somebody's dead. Or, ah, the person they've diagnosed has accident. 
Just calm down. Don't be quick to use your mouth anyhow. Because it's not yet complete until you agree. The transaction is not complete until you what? Agree. So Jesus entered this house, started with the positive. He had not seen the girl. He had not seen the girl. He got the information they said that she's dead. But he came with, she's not dead, she's what? Sleeping. So that we level the atmosphere a bit. We can't even pray without this atmosphere, right? This is why we come to church. This is why we worship. This is why we pray. It keeps the spirit positive. This is why you don't just come when the preaching is going on. Part of the worship helps you magnify God. And the more you magnify God in your mind, it belittles challenges. You begin to see that God is bigger than whatever you are facing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Even at home, you should worship. Before you start to pray, you should worship. Don't just jump into prayer. You're not harassing God. See, the prayer thing is not from, the problem is never from God's end. God is a prayer answering God. Nobody can doubt that one. Even devil, no. I guess what I'm saying. The challenge is that the people praying most times don't understand the process. They think if I shout, the key to answer prayer is the volume of your voice. You don't have voice for prayer. That's why you're not going to answer. If your voice is thick, that is what people are thinking. Look, real prayer giants, you will see the way Jesus prayed for this girl. You don't even have to shout. Authority. How, how loud does a major general's voice need to be for soldiers to move? Whether he says go or go, my brother, the movement will happen. There's a guy like that that came to Jesus. And Jesus wanted to come to his house. He told Jesus Christ, look, I'm a man of authority too. And I recognize your rank in the spirit. You're a general, you don't have to come. Speak the word only, and my child will be healed, or my servant will be healed. And Jesus Christ said, Ah, he said, I've not seen anybody that understands this faith like this. He said, Speak the word only. So it's not by the volume, it's not by sweating. No. Now, those things are good if you want to be excited, but that's not necessarily what will make prayer answered. It has, it has no link. God is not deaf. He, if you do, let it happen now, Lord. He will hear. As much as, let it happen now, Lord! Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> if you like shouting, you know, you don't, you don't go to gym, so you want to do exercise, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're mixing exercise and prayer together. It's a good, you're saving time, it's okay. But don't think it's that jumping that is making the prayer answer. That's where there's a challenge. So, see what happened. So, he came and said, first he said, was that nothing. The girl is not dead, but sleeping. Change the atmosphere. So, by this time, Jesus said this, what spirit was now in oppression? Now, see what he did to protect the atmosphere. Next verse. And they did what? Laughed him to scorn. That's why it's not any of your, your dream you can share with anybody. Some people are not able to conceive the thing you are talking about. Imagine Sarah, 90 years old, and she's saying, I believe this is the year we have my children. This is the year we take in. <laughs> Mama Sarah! Had the public members say, Mama Sarah, hey, that's why we like you. This is your year. They are saying this one, this madness don't catch you. When you're young, you know, born. Now, 90, you say, Now, your year. They can't conceive. You can't share those kind of dreams with just anybody. Now, people you tell you want to start a business, they just say, You in this country. They are just negative because they don't even believe in themselves. That's why they can't believe in any other person. They are not wicked, they are just defeated. They can't even believe in themselves. You say, I believe I'll own an estate one day. They say, with a struggle to pay rent, now you want to own an estate. They will kill it before it starts. So, 
They said they laughed him to scorn. But when he had done what? He sent all of them out. Even Jesus couldn't operate in this atmosphere. He sent them out. And he took just the father and the mother of the damsel, who he has prepared already, remember? He has charged their faith up. Those are the people who took. And, then, and those that were with him, the three he chose. And he entered where the damsel was lying, was sleeping. See the next verse. And he took the damsel by hand and said unto her, Talekuime. It was Ibo he spoke. What a Talekuime. Which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Now, of course, the next verse, the damsel woke up. You see the challenge is that when people read this story, they go straight to the verse where he said, arise. And they think that's the key to answered prayer. But we all read the story now. There were many junctions where they won that battle before that place where they prayed. This is what happens when you just go to the end point and pray. Not knowing that the the champions are not determined in the ring. They are only discovered in the ring. Champions are determined in the training ground. They are discovered in the ring. Not determined in the ring. You are determined during training that you are a champion. Then we discover in the ring. Many people just want to come and do it in the ring. No. If you are not a champion in training, you can't win in the ring. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. When you see people like Lord Messi playing free kicks, you see some people do They practice those things for days, for weeks, for months. Those days, Beckham, when they close training, Beckham will stay and practice free kicks for hours when everybody has gone home. So that in the match, they will just do something. You say, ah, this guy, this skillful. No, he didn't try it first that day. Somebody getting what I'm saying? So this is why we go, we will go to pray our own prayer. We just go there and think it's only that day. No, it's what happens on Tuesday. That determines how the victory will turn out. You can't be walking in fear all through the week and get results in the day of battle. Jesus had won this battle. They had been fighting this faith and fear battle on the road. Replacing faith, he will counter it with bring, bring fear, he will counter with faith. They will bring fear. He will, so he had won it. So when he came here, notice he didn't have to shout. He didn't have to shout here. He just said, Talia Kuime. And the child woke up. Are you here, somebody? So, what are you doing on Tuesday? Is the real discussion. What are you doing on Tuesday? You can't spend your whole week gossiping about other people and have faith. You can't spend your whole week watching dirty things and have faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And that's the same way fear too comes. It's by hearing. And the devil is very deliberate about putting pictures of defeat, of fear, dollar rate, and unemployment rate, fuel price, diesel price. Let me tell you, except you are going to be active in fighting um, for Nigeria in, in a certain area, don't wear yourself out with what's going on there. Are you here, somebody? Don't sit down and be watching all the people dying in anywhere. I don't do it, except I'm going to fight. And if I'm not going to do anything about it, I will not allow it be entering me. Somebody getting what I'm saying? 
boats don't sink because of the water around them. They sink when the water is inside them. So there can be trouble around the world. As long as you don't let it enter inside you, you will not sink. It's not water that makes boats sink. Boats ride on water. But if they allow water enter inside the boats, then the boats will sink. Don't sit down and be watching bombings in Ukraine. Except you have family there you are praying for. Or you want to go there. Don't get me wrong, go. Just us girls, Pastor M's ministry, they, they, they've sent help. They've rescued some people, Nigerians that were stuck there. So, I'm not being insensitive. I'm saying I will not burden myself. Except I'm going to do something about it. And if I could do something about it, you don't have to watch all the news to do something about it. Just us girls um, paid and rescued because they have to pay for people to... Because it's a long story, Shabbat. Basically, they, had, they paid for some Nigerians there to get them out. Because Nigerians were stuck there. So, we are sensitive to those things. Yes, you can clap if you want to do that. And just because we don't announce everything that we do, don't let anybody deceive you that church are not doing anything. It's never true. It's never true. There's no realistic church that has more than 10 people that are not helping. If, I, if you have 10 people, say, inside that 10, there are many of them that don't have transport. So there's no church really that is not helping people. It's not true. We just don't come and shout. We are not uh, for publicity. So, but even at that, even though we, we, we help people in Ukraine, I'm not sitting down watching all the bombing. They are killing children. They are killing women. How does that help me? Except I'm going there. If I'm not going there, I'm not going to watch that information. I don't need this. It will, it, will, it will weaken my heart. Somebody get what I'm saying? You can't, Jesus was very mindful of the atmosphere. Very mindful. Say, diesel is 300 million. And that's what you're watching every day. You think your faith is going to rise if you know that they're double price. That, see, he was looking to Jesus to go to Jesus. And he stayed afloat. Keep your eyes on the word of God. You will have enough to still float. Are you here, somebody? The creativity to still thrive will come. But if you keep watching all the news, ah, fuel has finished now in the, in the world. Only one liter of fuel available in the whole Lagos. No. Those things will kill your faith. The next thing that will happen is that you will have fear. Once fear comes, you will start to sink. And before you know it, you will start cooperating with the words. We are finished in this country. We are useless in this country. Don't you notice that's what happens? The more you hear those things, next thing you start to also prophesy over your own life. This country is gone. And you are inside the country. We are all dead. This country is not safe for anyone. That's including you. (laughs) Businesses don't survive here. Those are heavy declarations. Those are heavy declarations. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? What are you doing on Tuesday? This is why we say come for midweek service. It's not because we want to see your face. It's because you can't charge your phone on Sunday and expect to still be charged by Tuesday. You have to recharge. Are you here, somebody? Not just even for coming to church. Coming for midweek is very powerful because you are worshiping with other believers. But on your own, you must read the Bible. He said, but I don't even know how to read. Don't read anything, my brother. The Bible has spirit inside it. Read anything. Start from anywhere. And keep going from there. As you read... There's a comforting it does to your soul. Are you here, somebody? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. We're in, we're in t- trying times. You can't survive these times without the word of God. Are you here, somebody? Faith comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. You need to be deliberate on Tuesday. What you are feeding your spirit with. Cut off anybody 
Each of you have friends that are not doing anything with their life and every day they want to talk to you about what's not working in Nigeria. Eh, 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 cut those. Jesus cut off. He cut off the crowd from the road. He got to the house, also cut off the crowd. He was too deliberate about, you are going to raise a dead body. You can't, you can't be full of fear. Are you here, somebody? Last scripture, John 15, verse 7. If you are here and you are sick, before you even pray for healing, go to the word of God first and be sure. You want to pray for prosperity. If you want to pray for anything, first get the word on that issue. Because when you pray, the devil will challenge you. You must be convinced why you are standing where you are standing. Look at what it says. It says, if you abide in me, and what? My words do what? Abide in you. He says, only then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be what? He says, the word has to be in you. Then you can ask anything you will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Our faith will not fail. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. You will not abort your dreams. Those goals and dreams you had at the beginning of the year, you had a few years ago, about the kind of buildings you wanted to have, the kind of businesses you wanted to have, the kind of career you wanted to have, the kind of husband or wife you wanted to have, the kind of children you wanted to have. But now it seems life is introducing fear. I decree today, your faith will not fail in the name of Jesus. I decree over your life, just like Peter, you will walk by faith and not by sight. The challenges of life will not drown you. Even when others are sinking, you will stay afloat. In the name of Jesus. If there's anything dead around you, today by the power of God, we command that it comes alive in the name of Jesus. Just like that little girl came alive, your dreams will come alive again. That marriage will come alive again. Your health will come alive again. In the name of Jesus. I pray for a hunger for the word of God in your heart. You will start to search the scriptures. You will start to know for yourself what God is saying about your life. His words will abide in you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your faith will not fail. I say your faith will not fail. You will not give up. You will not be weary. You will not be defeated. In the name of Jesus. Can you take one minute in your own words and speak over your own life? Speak over your own life. It's important that you, your own words go up to heaven. Go ahead and talk to God today. Speak over your own life. It is well with me. My health is preserved. What scriptures do you know on divine health? It's time to start to meditate on them. Start to read them. Think on them. Zubrada sakatali kabrada sata. Zumbrata satakliato soto bradasta. Our faith will not fail. Things are getting better for us. The path of the just is as a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter. Everything is working for my good. Man, they did so kababra. He said, all things work together for the good of them that love you. Father, we love you. Things are working for our good. The businesses are thriving again. The careers are thriving again. We will prosper in every currency. International opportunities. International doors. 
we will not sink. Manda sakabaruda sata. We walk by faith and not by sight. Mahanderebo sakadaya talalabambredaso. Come on, pray. I need you to speak with your own words over your own life. You are the best prophet of your life. Manda sakada. I prosper in every currency. My dreams will not be aborted. My dreams will not be aborted. Mandebo sakada. My steps will be ordered of God. I will take the right steps. I will take the right steps. I will take the right steps. Zimambruda sakadaya. Dasota brada satale kabasto. Ianda le kadora dabasatayada. Pray for yourself that your faith will not fail. You will not give up. Sakada yalabast. Intura da satali sata. Ikataria da sota bambrada sata. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Please just bow your heads for a minute. John 15 verse 7 says, If you abide in me. So that's the first step. If you are here, you are not born again. You don't yet abide in him. That's the first step. You have to be born again. You have to be born again for all these things to make sense or to work for you. You have to be born again. And if you don't know if you are born again or not, then that means you can come out today. Let's pray so that you can be sure. If you die today, are you sure you make heaven? If you are not sure, then... You are the person I'm talking to today. As all heads are bowed, if you are here, and you want to say, Pastor, pray with me, lead me to Jesus today. Can you raise up your hand, wherever you are? You want to be honest enough, say, Pastor, pray with me, I want to give my life to Jesus. Can I see your hand? Anybody here today like that? Whether you're upstairs or downstairs, just raise your hand above your head. I want to see who I am praying with. Raise up your hand. Anybody here like that today? I want to give your life to Jesus. Anyone here like that today? Thank you, Jesus. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, I bless your children. It will be a fruitful week. It will be a fruitful month. You will receive good news. They will call you for something good. In the name of Jesus. They will call you for that proposal. They will call you to approve that contract. They will call you to give you those visas. They will call you to release that money. They will call you to cancel the debts. In the name of Jesus, you will get a positive report from the doctors. They will call you for something good. They will call you for that appointment. They will call you for that promotion. In the name of Jesus, they will call you for that connection. In the name of Jesus, you are receiving good news this week. I say you are receiving good news this week. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you receive it, give the Lord a big praise. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. Woo! Glory to God.